Welcome to Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. I'm your host, Cindy McMillan, and I'm joined today by Karina Alexander. Each week, I interview coaches and spiritual explorers from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. I am super excited to announce June will begin the new self-care series called Life in Full Bloom, Living from the Inside Out, where we will talk about journaling, self-awareness, mindfulness, forgiveness, limiting beliefs, creativity, boundaries, and joy. We will use these topics as a springboard into a deeper self-care conversation, and I hope you'll be joining us. Today, it's time to roll out the red carpet for our special guest, Karina Alexander. Karina Alexander is a dating coach whose specialty is helping women weed out time wasters and find Mr. Right. She just released her first book, A Women's Guide to Understanding Men, Dating Secrets Most Women Don't Know. She is based on the East Coast. Welcome to the podcast, Karina. I'm so excited to have you and congratulations on your book. Thank you so much. It's happy. I'm glad to be here. I'm going to start off with my favorite question. What does exploring the seasons of life mean to you personally or in your business? You know, when you said that, the first thing I really thought of is how we do go through different seasons throughout our lives. And especially as a single dating coach, you know, I think of it in in dating terms. And it's really all the same, whether you're in your teens or in your 50s or 60s or 70s. Although I find, and I know my clients find different seasons are are different. Uh, There's good and bad in each. When you're younger, maybe you look more attractive. Perhaps you don't feel as attractive on the inside. I notice that a lot. A lot of younger girls think they're very unattractive. And then, but I look at them now and I remember thinking that too, when I was 18 and I look back now and decades later and I'm like, wow, what was wrong with me? You know, what was wrong with us? Um, And yet when you get older, you're maybe more confident, but maybe your skin isn't as, uh, you know, perfect as it was when you were a teenager. So I think there's good, good and bad in every season. To tell you the truth though, I personally, I feel like the older I've gotten, the more confident I've gotten and the better it's been on the inside. And that makes really all the difference. Yeah, Karina, I appreciate you going through that because I agree with you in every season that we have those good pieces and those bad and those those bad parts of it as well. Mm-hmm. And and it's really about being present to each season. Yeah. What whatever make whatever that season may be, just be present with it. Exactly. And, and you know what I've learned too over the years, which cuz I'm I'm very much into self-development. I think a lot is your attitude, just developing a good attitude. And not everyone's born with it or taught that growing up, but I think personal development really works. If you're working on your inner self, your inner game, I think. I agree with you. I love that. And then a lot of the podcast does revolve around, you know, that personal um, development because I, I personally believe that's just so important. Yeah. So, I would love to know about your journey on becoming a dating coach. 
It's crazy because I am started out as a journalism major at undergrad at the University of Connecticut. And then I worked at a paper in journalism, hard news. I really enjoyed it. I um, went to Columbia Graduate School in New York City. And so at that point, I thought I was going to be a big time journalist. And I did cover for decades. I, w- I covered murder trials and criminal cases, legal issues for a news publication. Never would have thought I'd become a dating coach or even write a dating book like I but, but what happened and, and what often happens to, I think, with coaches is they start off because they have their own problem and then they get obsessed with figuring it out. They figure it out. They help others. And then they just it organically happened. And that's kind of what happened with me. It was very slowly. And it was while I was working as a reporter, I had a dating problem. I met a guy, actually, he was another reporter. I met him at a conference and it just didn't work out. And I was very frustrated. So I called two best-selling authors who had written a dating book who resonated with me. Uh, their book resonated with me and they coached me through it and taught me so much about men and relationships and courtship uh, and how it should be. Cause I was just struggling. So I became certified through them and I started helping other women and it was just this fun thing I did on the side initially, but then I started doing it full time and I became an LL. LLC, which in our state is um, a legal entity. I'm a legal business entity now. So I, I run it as a business. And I just wrote a book about dating. Yeah, I was going to ask you, could you just talk about your book a little bit? Because that's, I mean, that's obviously, you know, part of that journey of you becoming a dating coach. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny how I, when I switched into this career, I didn't think I was going to use my writing as much. But come to come to find out, I'm really connecting with readers through my writing, but it's through dating now instead of criminal trials and legal trials. Um, so yes, it, it just came out this week. It's called um, A Woman's Guide to Understanding Men, Dating Secrets Most Women Don't Know. And it's something that I didn't know either. And that's why I felt so strongly about sharing these. I call them secrets because most women I run into don't don't get it. They don't, And I didn't get it either. And then when I learn how men are really wired romantically how they're different than we are that's when all these strategies that I teach that's when they made sense so I do believe in courtship courtship for the modern woman woman I'm a feminist but I believe men should take the lead romantically I have this phrase I say um, men and women were equal and we're equal in the boardroom but not in the bedroom and a lot of women don't want to accept that. Um, and I, so my book, I think it's a bit controversial because not a lot of women want to accept it. And they don't think it should be that way. I, maybe it shouldn't, but that's kind of how it is. Men just are different. Yeah. Well, as we're going through, I mean, if and I don't want, obviously don't want you to give away all your secrets in yeah. your book, but if there's something that comes up, I would love to to hear you know, a couple of stories or, or maybe one of those tips that could help one of the listeners today. And I will put your book in the show notes. And because I think that's a a book that it would be interesting to a lot of people. Yeah, it's at a good price right now, because it's the launch week. So one of the questions that I that I've been thinking about is as a date coach, dating coach, you have people coming to you. And how do you I'm going to say assess their uniqueness and how does that impact the process? Because now I'm, I'm just guessing here and correct me if I'm wrong. Each time you coach, it'd be something a little bit different for each 
unique individual, correct? Right. Totally. You're right. And that's a big thought process I had to when I was building my courses. So a lot of them are like one course is called Frumpy to Fabulous and the lesson plans are all the same, but I do give individualized attention depending on the client. And then some are, some packages are even, they're just hourly packages and they're totally individualized because it's, yes, it's true. Everyone has their own individual issues. They're, they're different ages. Um, some aren't on board quite yet with courtship, but they're frustrated. So I have to go a little gentler with them. Some people, when they read about my philosophy, it hits them like a ton of, well, it hits them in a good way, like a light bulb moment. And then they want to know everything. So, and some people too, I, I sense they're maybe sabotaging and they're just not ready to go somewhere that they maybe should go, but their fears are holding them back. And, you know, part of me wants to be very blunt and say, come on, you know, but then I realized that's not going to, nobody's going to want to hear that message. Um, They need, some people just need it to be more gentle, the message to be more gently delivered. Yeah. And as you're saying that I'm thinking and going back to what we were talking about in the beginning about personal development, it's where they are. I'm also going to say in their personal development journey as well. Actually, um, I was thinking about this recently, like, uh, (laughs) At least the way I, my coaching, you almost have to hit rock bottom to accept some of the philosophies because at least for me, like almost like it's a 12 step program, like, um, in AA Alcoholics Anonymous or another 12 step program, you really have to hit bottom or many people hit their own bottom when they decide to get help. And I found that was like that with me with when I finally was willing to listen to how it really is out there. I had just gotten so frustrated. I wanted to stop dating. You know, so yeah, I think it's it's a point where you kind of you, you got to be ready. But some people come in half ready, and I I work with them too. And but I see you know where they are, and and you know sometimes they they push back and they don't want to get out there. Mm-hmm. You know, they want a guy, but they don't want to date. Like they have excuses after excuses why they're not going to date or why they're not going to go out with friend that. Um, a friend of a friend who they were set up on a date with. Um, they don't want to put makeup on or do the things, you know, they think it's going to happen organically by doing nothing, but because maybe it did happen that way. I don't know, decades ago, or maybe when we were younger, it happened that way. But it, it, when the older you get, um, I'm not saying it's harder. It's because there are a lot of divorced men out there in their fifties, sixties, seventies, even eighties. I've seen 80 year old guys on Tinder. Um, a serious. Um, so there's a lot of men out there. It's just, it's a little bit harder work to get out there to find them. Um, yeah. One of the things that I'm, that just came to mind when you said it, it's not going to happen organically, but it may have in the past. I remember at this, and it has got to be 20 years ago. Um, a woman that I worked with, you know, I would, I was saying those kind of things. You've got to get out. You've got to, you know, you can't just be at work all the time. You know, if you want to find someone to date, you have to get out, put yourself out there. And she's like, Nope, I'm going to find them sitting right here at work. 
And that's a that's a hard way to find yeah someone to date. I totally agree. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, it's not to say she won't meet someone that way, but um, I just think action is your is your friend. Action is your friend. Plus, I think you feel better when you're getting out there, out and about, meeting other women who are in the same plight as you. You know, you know, you're not alone. I don't. I don't think it's healthy to just. Well, at least she was working, but you know, but some people just sit at home and think it's going to happen. And yeah, I, I know several really incredibly smart and successful women who haven't found a partner because they put their career first and now they're in a place to start looking and they are completely frustrated and don't know where to begin. It's so funny. Yeah, I almost titled my book. Um, well, I, it's it, the subtitle is Dating Secrets Most Women Don't Know. But I almost put in there Dating Secrets Most Smart, Successful Women Don't Know. Because that's kind of what I really believe. And But a friend of mine said, that's insulting. And we thought I thought about it. And my title ended up being shorter. But that's a big thing, what you bring up. I, a lot of smart, successful women actually are struggling in their romantic life and for, for a lot of reasons. Um, I think partly because they don't, my philosophy is that they don't, they don't want to believe that men have to lead romantically. Um, because I was once there too, you know, as a woman who was driven and ambitious, I, I didn't want to believe that a man had to ask me out. I wanted to believe we were equal. It, it really frustrated me that we weren't romantically. But I always found in relationships, I was getting hurt. And then when I discovered these courtship philosophies, they actually helped me put distance between myself and my emotions. And it, it made dating a lot easier. It, it actually is based on the fact that men like a chase. I know all your readers don't know my philosophy. When I say courtship, it might not um, necessarily resonate exactly. They might just think, the 1950s but essentially what i mean are dating strategies where you essentially are hard to get you let a man chase you you let him make the move because one thing i one of the tips you asked me about some of my tips i mean the ways to weed out time wasters there's a lot of them um it's actually actually the first section of my book is all about how to weed out time wasters because none of us have time to waste none of us smart successful women have time to waste first chapter is the man has to drive to you and honest to God, I've weeded out guys that way. Um, and I've also find you find out who really likes you. If they're going to drive an hour to you to take you out, if, if they're not into you, they're, they're not going to feel like doing the drive. And a lot of women tell me, well, that's not fair. Shouldn't we be equal? But men really like the chase. And you, it's also a way to weed out time wasters, to tell you the truth. Um, I've seen men drive an hour to pick up a woman, then they drive her back to their area because there's like a cool restaurant they want her to try. Then they come back, they drive her back to her house and then they go back to their house. It's like a four hour date for them. And other things women say to me is like a four hour drive, um, the date, you know, it's a couple hours. There's they feel bad that the guys to do the drive, but I'm like, guys drive. We all know guys drive for hours to go to football games with their friends, go to casinos with their friends, go to ski shares with their friends, go to football games. I mean, I might have said football games already, but it just, guys will do the drive for their friends. So if they think you're special, they will do it for you. And they do it. 
and I didn't believe this initially either when I got into this this type of coaching. Um, I've seen it time and time again. I've seen it personally. It, and it weeds out the wrong guys fast, really fast. They won't do the drive. So that, that makes a lot of sense because I, I do know girlfriends that have done online dating and they will say things like, oh, he's an hour away. He's not going to want to drive to my area. You're right. I You're right. And you know what? 90, uh, personally, I, and with, uh, with, with clients, I found 95% probably don't. <laughs> Even ones that you're not even that into. Like there was this guy who this woman's like, ah, I don't even really want to date him. He's like a lot older than me. He's not that attractive. And so she went on one date with him. And then on the second date, he told her, you know, she, he wanted her to drive to him. And she said, um, oh, I was sorry. I think it's better if you come to my area. And then he just disappeared. And she was like, wow. Like she was kind of just giving him she was not really interested, but she was going to give him a second shot, you know, and she just couldn't believe like someone who she really wasn't that interested in didn't, that he seemed to adore her in the beginning, but then he just, so he obviously wasn't the one and he, or she wasn't the one for him essentially, or maybe he was just a lazy guy. A lot of men do it. I see it in my, my coaching practice all the time. The right, the right ones do. Yeah, and I agree with you on on that. When you talked a little bit about, or I mentioned online dating, I I do have friends who venture out into online dating. What do you think about online dating? I think it's a great way to meet people. I think if you're not on it, you're kind of wasting some a lot of time. I think there's a way to do it so you don't. So you do weed out the time wasters. That's why I do have that section. Um, and I do have some tips in my book for online dating because the big one of the big complaints is, oh, it's such a waste of time. And yeah, maybe it is in a way. It's it, For some, it is like needing, we, um, going through a haystack looking for a needle, right? But when you find that needle, aren't you thrilled? And I've, that's happened um, to a lot of my clients. They, they're on it for years and then they find them and then they're like, I'm so glad I stayed on. What if I had gotten off a year ago? I wouldn't have met the guy that is making me so happy right now. So, and that's a big complaint. It's time. It's a time, you know, it's time wasting. They also complain the men are rude or men are this or that. But I mean, if it's your goal, I think you need to be on it, especially, I don't want to say especially now that we're older because younger kids are on it too, but it's one avenue, a big one. And it's also the opportunity to meet somebody who may not be living 10 minutes down the road. You know, your, your dating pool, so to speak, is much larger. Exactly. Exactly. It widens the, the dating pool. So, right. If, if you're going out to events, you're going to work, going on setups with friends, also doing online dating, you're right. You, you meet a wide range of people you'd never meet otherwise. Exactly. And one of my um, girlfriends, when I told her you were going to be on the podcast, yeah. she did want me to to ask this question. Sure. If you're doing online dating and the guy is not wanting to meet face to face, but he'll just he'll be on, you know, you know, he'll be talk to you on the phone and on the computer and all that. What's up with that? Yeah. Okay. So one of the suggestions in my book to weed out these time wasters it, it alleviates that problem so that's I, so many women have that problem and honestly it's the easiest way to to alleviate that is to just cut the guy off um essentially what i say is on email essentially you cut him off after four emails texts 
if you're on a texting app like um, Tinder where you're texting back and forth, maybe give them four to six. But really, honestly, I, I've seen this personally and with clients. The guys usually ask right away within the first or second email. If they're going back and forth, they're maybe married. They're maybe you know dating someone else. They're maybe just bored out of their mind. Um, you know, they think you're interesting to talk to, but they have no intention of meeting you. Maybe they're a scammer. Um, sometimes if you drop, if you stop, so the four, I think, I think actually, and I wouldn't even go over six to exchanges, stop at four. Sometimes if you stop at four exchanges with the guy, he'll say, Hey, where are you? Maybe we should meet. I mean, there's no reason to be doing the, uh, was she on like a video with him or yes. not even, Oh yeah. I don't even like when people, I don't, I mean, this is a personal thing. I don't like to do the video thing before you meet because I just get it over with. I mean, now with where we are with COVID, we can get out with masks. And I know in Flo- I have a friend in Florida. She says people aren't even wearing masks necessarily out there. I don't know. I think it's just a lot easier to get out now. Even during COVID, I was telling people, don't do the video thing and knit with guys you've never met because it's just a weird kind of, you get famili- too familiar with someone and before you even meet them. The whole point of my strategy is just have there be a little mystery and a chase so meet, meet with your mask on, take a walk, a socially distant walk. I mean, now things are getting opening up, I think. So you don't need to be as socially distant. I have clients meeting at restaurants, you know, they're not hugging or kissing guys, but they're doing it responsibly. And, and the guys that like them meet them right away. Yeah, I will make sure I pass this on to her and tell her to listen to this episode. Um, yeah, or they say I got my COVID test, like they, they want to meet you. So they make it or I got tested back for COVID. I don't have it. I mean, this actually personally happened to somebody. I know the guy was insistent. I just got my COVID test. Um, then he was talking about how he was going to get the vaccine. I mean, so, and very careful. I have to say, I know there's all this, there's all this concern about COVID, but I'm hearing a lot of people also behaving the opposite end. They're like, I, one guy even complained to me that this woman was too aggressive. He said they met, this was a couple months ago when COVID was even at a worse state than it is now. And he was saying she was, she just started attacking him in the parking lot. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, she started just kissing me and like with, took her mask off and started kissing me. So, I mean, some people aren't, aren't really worried about it. So I, the, the, the thing where the, the video, I just, I think it's not a good way to start. It's a, it's kind of silly and it, it breathes like these time wasters. All right. Thank you so much for, for answering that. And I, I really, am, and I'm sorry, I'm going over dating over 50, oh. but I, but I have a, a, like I said, a lot of friends who are over 50 is dating over 50 different than dating at 30 or is it about managing your expectations? Yeah. By managing expectations, do you mean like you have to settle a little more? Well, I think what what I mean by that is maybe I am, maybe settle is the right word. You know, at 30, you've got, you feel like you've got your whole life ahead of you. Yeah. At 50, 55, you're maybe willing to overlook some things that you wouldn't have at 30. Maybe a little bit, but... I also th- a little bit, but not the big things, you know, I, not the big things like cheating or, you know, unsafe behavior. 
um, abuse, obviously. I, I don't know. I, I just, I think when you're younger too, you tend to overlook things cause you're so in love and young and maybe a little bit um, naive. So you, you probably, I think young people overlook things as well. So I'm not so sure. I think, um, I think one of the differences is people have gotten beaten up by life in some, I see that and they, they have lost confidence. So they think maybe they can't get a good guy. So I think they need to work on their attitude because there are a lot of good guys out there over 52. I mean, probably does have baggage, but so does the woman. We all, we all do have issues, you know, as we get older. Yeah, Karina, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that, you know, maybe it's just our attitudes as we get over a certain age that makes us look at things not as cheerful. Yeah. But that, that is, again, going back to the self-development, that's where that comes in as well. Yeah, yeah right. Maybe you've had, well, you've had a brush with cancer. He's had a brush with cancer. Maybe he, you know, he has a bad custody situation, you know, stuff that we wouldn't have had when we were in our 20s necessarily or 30s or but honestly, I know people in their 20s that have had, they date guys that have kids, you know, so it's just kind of all what you like. And I've seen, the thing is, I, if it's the right guy, and when you follow a courtship, you get a, you get a really good guy who, who kind of does the, he chases you and he's excited about you. And that's actually kind of a special thing. And I've seen it happen with older women and younger women. So personally, like with this, the, the courtship dating strat- strategy that I really, really believe in. I think the reason I believe in it is because it, it creates this kind of special feeling in him. Like he feels something for you because you understand men and you may, you understand that they like the chase. I'm not talking about like running away from him as a chase, but I, like they like to take the lead, ask you out, do the drive. They don't want it anything too easy. They like a little mystery. Um, they don't like too much, you know, gabbing. They don't want, they don't want to hear a book on a date about all your problems, which a lot of women do that because we all like, that's how we talk to our girlfriends, but guys don't want to hear it. They, they, it drives them nuts. I mean, I had a lot of male friends that I interviewed for this book and just men all over that I interviewed. And that was one of the biggest things they said that women, and also that women text too much back. Like I'll, the guy will text two or three words and then the woman will text like a book. Um, and it drives them nuts that they're not wired that way. That does to them. That's not interesting. They want the girl that's a little bit harder to get. You've mentioned the word courtship yeah. a few times. And actually I, I love that word. It is kind of an old fashioned type word, but it, but I love it. Can you just, just talk a little bit about what you mean when you use that word? Yeah. So exactly. I think different people have different thoughts about what it means. So in my book, I try to explain in the introduction exactly how I perceive it, how I perceive modern day courtship should be. And I stress in the book that it's not that I don't think women are equal to men. We are. First of all, actually, and a lot of women don't like this, but this is another way to save time. You wait for the man to ask you out because men have types and unfortunately, nobody, I, none of us want to believe this because I, especially when I was younger, I always wanted the guy that I had the crush on. I wanted to go after him, but didn't mean he liked my type. 
that was one real revelation for me. And I think when women understand that, that really saves them a lot of time. Some women actually know this innately. They just were born understanding this. So that's part of, that's how courtship starts. The man has an attraction to the woman. He, he approaches her. He'll either go over to her at a dance, which is how it happened years ago. And it, a lot of those marriages really worked out well, where the guy, he walks over to her at a dance, fell in love at, at first sight. Man pursues woman, asks her out, drives to her. Honestly, and these men bring flowers. When I started doing this, I couldn't believe how many men started bringing me flowers. I had gotten flowers before from guys, but usually if, after a fight with a boyfriend, you know, it wasn't like this romantic thing. They bring you flowers, but it, but courtship's not all, all about the flowers. It's just about the man moving things forward, thinking about you being more protective of you in the relationship. It's special. He says, I love you first. You, you, he introduces you to his family first. And usually he either, he does want to propose or, you know, he wants, he, they ask for, it's really funny. They ask, ask for exclusivity really quickly within three months, but often early on, sometimes even too early where I have to tell clients to say, well, just tell them you'll think about it and let him know in a week or two um, might be too soon, you know, but these guys just, cause they can't get you. So you're different. Cause most women pursue the guy, you know, or meet him halfway. Um, there, one other thing about courtship is I like, there's a whole chapter too about the Saturday night date. I'm big on once a week in the beginning. This is a lot in the beginning. Obviously, when you're engaged, married, things change. It's totally different. But when during courtship, in the beginning, you see a guy once a week only on Saturday night. That's special date night. And it's like he looks forward to it all week. It's exciting. And usually these guys, they ask you out early or they just say, I want you, I want, don't ever make plans on Saturday night. I want to lock you in every Saturday night going forward. I hadn't really ever heard that before. So you're saying in that beginning stages of courtship, you don't see them during the week. Yeah. Saturday night's that special yeah. night. That's part of courtship. Actually, that's a whole other chapter. The other chapter, Saturday's a whole chapter. Another one is just less is more, which is about pacing a relationship, seeing him only once a week for the first few weeks, because a few, few months, I believe. Because honestly, men... Um, and this happened, this has happened to me. Men they they fall fast and they want to they want to just see you all the time in the beginning. And women are so excited too. I finally found a guy I like and he likes me back. So so they women capitulate, right? And then they're they're practically living with the guy, sleeping with him and then and then the guy pulls back and they're they're hor- they're sad and they're upset and they're, they're they fall to pieces. And it's almost, it's not their fault, but if they understood men, they wouldn't do that. They would, and it's not the guy's fault either. And that's a real big thing. Women say, oh, he's a jerk, but you know what? It's just kind of how they're wired. So you got to understand that. And if you don't understand it, you're going to get hurt. And I've gotten hurt because I didn't understand that. Now that I understand that's how they are. They want that chase. They don't want it quickly, even though they say they want it. Like, even though they want to sleep with you right away and they want to see you every day. Sure, they do. Um, but it then then they're deflated because they got you so easy. And they don't even know why they're pulling back. They just pull back. And then woman falls to pieces. I've even heard, had heard guys say, and actually I quoted a guy in the book saying, you know, we're not going to turn anything down. We're not going to turn sex down. But we're not. But it doesn't mean we um, necessarily would go after it, you know. If she, if she didn't make the overture. 
Yeah, that's a good point that um, sometimes sometimes that sexual piece may happen too fast. Yeah. So that's another part that I say to go slow on, you know, for women. Women tend to fall um, more quickly once they fall, once they have, you know, sleep with a man. The time has just absolutely flown by. And can you just give a, like one, if you had to say, this is my number one tip for the listeners, what would that be? Wow. That's a great way to, great way to end it. And let me quickly think, um, you know, I wanted to just say, believe in the first thing that popped in my head and it sounds almost corny, but just believe in yourself. And even if you believe in yourself, even if you don't feel like you're the prettiest girl or the thinnest girl, or even if you don't look like a model, or even if you didn't have this or that growing up and you just, you feel inferior in some way, it's just believe in yourself because it has nothing to do with that. Um, especially with dating, you can get a good guy no matter what, you know, you, you follow the right philosophies and you're, you're a good person, easygoing. Understand that. that's, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. That was just, that was, that's such a good piece because Karina, it takes us back to the beginning about that personal self-development work. Yeah. Yep. And, and believing in yourself. Well, I have loved this conversation. Can you tell the listeners how to find you, your social media, your website? Yeah, sure. It would be under, they could find my website under my name, CorinnaAlexander.com. My email is CorinnaAlexander at Gmail. Um, Facebook, where I'm posting a lot about the book and my book links are there. My book links are also on the website, Um, but that's just LLC. Um, coach Corinna is my Twitter handle. Corinna Alexander is my Instagram. So yeah, I'm all, I'm all over there. Hopefully you'll find me if you, re- if something resonates and you want to talk about it, feel free. Um, you know, I love this topic. All right. Thank you so much for being a guest. I really appreciate sure. it. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Leaving a rating and review helps to improve rankings in iTunes. It shows engagement, which may attract sponsors, and it is essential for the podcast to be discovered by new listeners. Plus, it would mean the world to me. Thanks again. Until next time, live inspired.